0: Welcome back in listeners to a fantastic new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined today by two amazing artists. Joining us today, we have creators Emily Eulabari and Raymond Eulabari, both who are with Melon Light Productions. And that company is presenting a new thriller, I Haunt You it's playing in september and october at the melon light ballroom in eureka springs arkansas and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting melonlight.com this is a wonderful thrilling frightening new play i love that the theater is going in this direction and so i am excited that these artists are joining us today so with that Let's bring them on. Emily Raymond, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. We're stoked to be here.
0: I am so excited to be talking to you about this play. As I mentioned, I love that theater is kind of going into this genre. I mean, my wife and I were talking after we saw the play Grey House about You know, I mentioned, I. you know, this is great. This is new. And she's like, well, but I mean, theater's always kind of dabbled in the frightening and the scary. There's the great, is it Grand Guignon Theater? That's really horrific kind of theater. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't really do that. But I love that. I feel like it's a niche market. We really haven't seen shows that are written to frighten an audience. And now we're starting to see more of them. And you have this play, I Haunt You which I'm so excited to learn more about. So could you both tell us a little bit more about what this show is and is about?
1: Sure. So as you said, it's called I Haunt You, which is a little bit of a play on I heart you or I love you, right? It's a a, a romantic love story or a supernatural love story, you could say. And it follows three couples who are situated in different pockets of time and space and you're following these three stories that seem unrelated. And of course, we'll let you know how and why they are related over the course of the story. It's immersive in nature. So we perform right here in this, you know, if you're watching this, we're at the Mel Knight Ballroom right now. So it's a historic venue. So this is non-traditional theater format. This particular show is done in the round. And we're right there. I mean, literally just inches from our guests. And it's it's very immersive and connective and there's a lot of energy in the room. It is frightening. It's funny. Sometimes we, people are like, oh, I don't do horror, too scared. And yes, there are frights and there are spooky, fabulous moments. But on the other side of that, it's a love story. And so there's there's tears and laughter and heartache and, and all the things.
2: There's some dancing in the show. We're both dance instructors as well. So we try to sprinkle in dance wherever it makes sense in the story.
0: I love that. Now... You're both playwrights of the show. So I want to ask, how did you come up with the idea for the show?
1: So this is funny because this is like a long time coming kind of a project. I, okay, so I think it was, I was trying to remember, 2011, I saw, I was studying at Naropa University in Boulder and one of my teachers there did a one man show and I was floored. Like it was so phenomenal what he did just by himself with these You know, very minimalist in nature, such an incredible show. Everything got out of it. And I remember driving home that night going like, I'm so inspired and I want to do that. But as a duet, you know, we had been avid ballroom dancers at that point. We'd been performing together for a long time already. So we are kind of a package deal sometimes on this stage. And so I came home super excited and went, I want to do a full length stage show with just the two of us as sort of a passion project, but also a career challenge. Like, can we do this? And I got a notebook and I wrote duet on the cover, working title, just to start jotting some ideas down. And that notebook very rarely got added to for like a decade.
2: It didn't get much play because we had students. And so we always had other opportunities to perform, especially with our students and our pro dancers. So anytime we had a chance to create something new, it was like, well, we have all these people that we should probably involve. And so it would just kept putting duets on the shelf.
1: Kind of never got to just like, go okay, let's just do us and let's do this show. And then this was kind of cool in 2020, (laughs) if anything's cool about 2020. (laughs) I remember I woke up almost like from a nightmare one morning. Like I just woke up with a gasp in January of 2020. I was like, we have to go to New York now. And we were planning on going later in the year, much later in the year. And I was like, we just wanted to go and see some shows and get inspired before we started our next project, which we didn't know what it was going to be. And we were also kind of testing the landscape and going like, how does the work that we've been producing situate? Like, do we have a place in New York City was sort of the question happening. And we went and we saw a handful of shows. And the point of that trip was to decide which project to work on next. And we got really inspired and we said, it's time to work duet it's time to finally get that show time and it was so serendipitous of course because then we come home and the world shuts down for COVID so we made it to New York just in time and thank goodness we didn't choose the other project which had a large cast and so it was just sort of serendipitous or like oh it's finally time to work on duet which was always meant to be a love story it wasn't always meant to be a scary love story until we had been producing so many scary stories and ghost stories and I remember telling you I was, I was like I don't want to write something not scary. Yeah,
2: we can't get out of the genre.
1: And so we're like, well, then we'll just tell a scary love story. And so I Haunt You kind of became that I Heart You, I Haunt You is how it started. And then after that long 10 years of very little happening, we actually produced it pretty quickly. Yeah. Got that ball rolling in 2020 and opened it in 21.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I love that. And I'm I'm so glad that you were able to get to New York and check things out right under the gun on that one. Yeah. So as you've been putting the show together and and having readings and and runs and stuff like that, what has it been like developing it and getting it on its feet?
1: I think, well, because we've been working with larger casts um, for so long, it was really refreshing because we work really fast together. Like we just, I mean, we're married. We've been together forever. We've been creating together forever. So we can do that, finish each other's sentences kind of thing. So to not have a bunch of other cast members to to get through the scenes like we just
2: was pretty effortless for sure. It was
1: pretty fast. I remember calling my mom and being like, Mom, I will fly you out here. Please come and watch our children because we got to do this thing and we got to do it fast. I wrote the script. Uh, We spent a few months a year in Costa Rica and that's where I wrote the script, which no complaints, like writing a script poolside is pretty savvy. (laughs) And then we came back with a really short timeline though. We were like, okay, we have, you know, four to six weeks to just really do the whole thing from script to curtain. And yeah, so like my mom <laughs> was essential <laughs> for watching the kids. But other than yeah. that, our process was pretty smooth. I mean, it's nice too, because we get to rehearse right here in the space that we're performing in. And so we gotta build it as we go. And yeah, it was a really fun process. It showed us, I think, how quickly we're capable of producing also.
0: Very cool. I love that. And not a lot of artists get that that advantage of getting to rehearse in the space they're performing in for so long. You know, usually you just get thrown in and it's like, we have a couple weeks of tech and go. So you to play in the sandbox of the space. So that's amazing. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping your audiences will walk away with from I Haunt You?
1: I have two if I, if I can share both, and one is one is more just about the theatrical experience in general and not so specific to I Haunt You, but because of where we are regionally, there's not a plethora of shows here. And so sometimes we get guests who really haven't had theater experiences in their life, don't know what to expect, aren't convinced even that they're going to like it. Maybe their wife dragged them or something like that. So sometimes for people, we are people's first theater experience. Or maybe not their first. You know, we certainly have had people who are theater people, if if you would say that. But because we do our shows so intimately, because they're they're designed to be in this close proximity, it's really emotive. There's just this this huge transference of energy that, you know, isn't there obviously when you watch a movie or a TV show. Like I can sit there and watch the show and have emotional reactions, but the actors are not having emotional reactions to my emotional reactions, right? It's there's a there's glass between us and and the way we perform, we sometimes break the fourth wall very intentionally, and we just get these really fabulous emotional connections from people. And so I think one of the biggest messages is that live theater is awesome, people. like I think that people forget there's a real human connection. There's an emotional transference of energy just to go and sit and be in the room. And I think even more so, like I said, in the intimacy, the, the tight way that we lay the room out it's even more so than if you were in, you know, an auditorium with a thousand seats and this huge space between you and the actors. So I think that's a big one for me is just realizing how how many feels there are in the theater for not just those of us who love the theater, but those in the audience watching. The message from the show, I think, is fabulous, but I feel like I can't say it without spoiling. Sort of. I don't know. It's it's about the afterlife. Obviously, we have love stories. And if, it's, if there's a haunting, then there's a ghost. And that means there was a death, at least one. So there's a beautiful and I think really thoughtful message around the afterlife that's kind of offered up in the final scene. And people can, the, the message is offered from us. And then I think what's great is people can go, oh, I agree or I don't. I feel that way or I don't. Or this is what I think about the afterlife. And so my hope as a writer is always that our guests leave, not able to stop talking about it or sharing their own thoughts of what they thought of this moment or interpreting things or sharing their own, their own beliefs around that message about the afterlife. I'm being vague about it on purpose. I can't stand spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even watch a whole tra- a movie trailer. Like, no, Yo, you're telling me too much.
2: <laughs> but it's cool. It being a small town here, we go out to breakfast, you know, the day after show. And um, sometimes we run into guests who were in the sh- in, in our show the previous night. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we haven't stopped talking about it. What happens when this character did this? And, you know, we have questions. We, we were going to come back. So that kind of validates like, oh, wow. Yeah, it is. It is surviving just past, you know, when the curtain closes on Saturday night. And that's really inspiring and uplifting for us as creators, for sure
0: that's amazing oh my gosh i love the fact that you guys are able to go out the next day and people are like wait i have questions i want to know because yes. you don't get that in a city like new york where no. you go out and find the people and be like there was a blackout and i want to know what happened next you know yeah. you, don't, <laughs> totally. you don't get to continue that conversation so that's get amazing. that like,
2: celebrity status a little bit here in the small town which <laughs> you know is not is not bad for the ego <laughs>
1: it is fun though we do because because we have an intimate audience obviously which one of our goals is to get to a bigger city and have bigger audiences but you're right there are joys around around this we're like we do meet and greets after every show we do photos with our guests because because there's not a thousand people in the room so we can and it's just really fun it, it deepens that connection that i can feel them feeling it because i'm three inches from them and i can see it i was like yes you felt it <laughs> and then we get to talk about it at the end and so it is really it is really
0: fun to get to meet and connect with guests that
1: way. I love that. Final
0: question for this first part of the interview is, who do you hope have access to I Haunt You?
2: Anybody who loves a good tragedy. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely, it's like a perfect date night thing to do with your spouse or significant other, but it's so interlaced with like, comedy and dance and, of course, the horror genre. So it's like, we, I mean, it's kind of a cop-out to say, like, there's something for everyone, but there kind of is. We've had kids come to the, to the show and they absolutely love it, you know, and it just depends on what messages land for each audience member. But I'd say date night is a, it's a really nice date night for sure. We do BYOB here at the, at the ballroom. So they come, they bring their their wine, we provide glasses for them. So it's quite an experience for a couple, but it's definitely, it's family friendly for sure.
1: Yeah. And like I said, you know, because of where we are regionally, sometimes we're getting people who just aren't, you know, normal theater goers. And so but I they think don't want to
2: go out to the bar and, you know, drink and like, you know, the,
1: they want to be entertained. Usual. And so I like that too. Having being in a space where we can be the show that turns someone on to theater. Like they now will think twice and go, no, yeah, let's do get tickets and go to that thing. And like, so, you know, the theater we're we're, we're a, a, a tight-knit group of people as theater people. And I think to be able to expand that and bring more people yes. into the theater world. And,
2: we're converting. Yeah,
1: we're converting. <laughs>
0: now we like to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more on the second half of our interviews and i want to start by asking you two what is your favorite part about working in the theater
1: just like everything
0: pop <laughs> out, Top out. It
1: is. i have a better answer i have a better <laughs> answer but i i do like i just love it so incredibly much i to me it's there's magic there's like alchemy in in coming into a space, whether there's a rehearsal space or a theater coming in with nothing more than a thought. And then over the course of weeks, months, years, whatever, literally turning it into a thing. Like that's fascinating to me. And I, and because I'm the playwright, you know, we often, we go through concepts together and and storylines, but I'm the, I'm the one actually putting those words on the page. And that's the first piece of it is like where it's hitting a page. And so from that, I write in my mind a lot too, before I even, forwards even hit the page, it's up here in my head. And so taking that, just these thoughts, and then all of a sudden a couple months later, like there's guests in seats, there's imagery and video all over the internet. There's, you know what I mean? Just turning something, taking it from nothing to something I think is the magic of the theater. That's what
2: we do. Uh, And I think the imagination component, you know, we are obviously pretending on stage pretending so hard (laughs) and it's for the most part is believable and 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 lands well with the audience but it's also the other half the audience has to use their imagination too no matter how many set items no matter how good the props are you know whatever it might be there they have to bring their imagination to the table and that suspension of belief i think is one of my favorite things to work with especially with our our shows because we we do have minimal set We use a lot of soundscape, and so it leaves a lot of open interpretation, kind of like reading a book where, you know, everyone's character looks slightly different if they're reading the same novel. And I think that component, that imagination component is like the magic fairy dust that Peter and Wendy need to fly. You know, like it's it's in the recipe every single show. It's in
0: our recipe. That's fantastic. One or who inspires both of you? What playwrights, composers, or shows
1: inspire you? Or are even some of your favorites? Such a good question. I would see so much more theater if there were so much more theater to see here. here. (laughs) There is, I will mention a company in Colorado where we used to live, dance-based company called Wonderbound, contemporary ballet, but so incredibly imaginative, great storytellers. And we would go see you know, almost all of their shows. They were a huge inspiration for us at the time. Our shows started as purely dance. I mean, 99% dance. It was almost completely dance shows, but I've been a writer my whole life. And so gradually I was like, oh, we got to shift this thing. Like I started sneaking little bits of dialogue in and then more and then more. And then it flipped to where the shows are more like 95% script and 5% dancing. And so, so, Wonderbound as a dance company was great. One of my favorite plays that we did, we were, were able to catch in New York when we were there last time, was The Woman in Black. Fantastic. Yes. Very inspiring. And then I'll be honest, as I just gush about live theater and the importance of seeing things live, that a lot of my inspirations are like movies and series because it's what I have access to. But I think
2: that's how we write to our, or obviously, you're the playwright, but how we create our shows. We've heard on numerous occasions that it's it's more like watching a movie. This is not like any play I've been to. Our transitions are very, very quick. There's usually music or sound effects overlaid on top of that. So the audience sometimes doesn't know when to applaud because, because the transitions just so good and they just want to keep taking it in. And so I think the pace and the flow is more cinematic than your traditional theatrical play. So I think that's that's really fun too. Well, um, was it the woman in black? is really good. Sleep no more. We went and saw Sleep No More too in twenty twenty, and that was that was very inspiring. We've had sh- uh, shows in the past of our own that guests have been to both hours and Sleep No More, and said that there was a likely likeliness there. But once we've gone, I don't think that it's that.
1: We had a walkthrough show that might have been all it was. We had a oh, show yes. where you were actually like on your feet, moving through the space, yeah. sort of like play meets haunted house. But yeah, so I I agree. I think that because we watch more film and and tv that it definitely influences our production style and dance because we were dancers first too everything is quite choreographed like there's a timing like we actually he cuts all of our sound and music so when he when we push play on a track there's no there's no no change the pacing there's no like i'm gonna lean into this scene a little more and take my time like the hell you are you're gonna Stay on time is what you're going to do.
2: Because that phone ring is coming. You know exactly when that phone ring is (laughs) coming.
0: There is no moment to milk this scene. (laughs) No.
2: So it's hard when we work with other cast members, especially being in a small town. Sometimes we do a lot of training and directing, you know, when it would be just the two of us. We wouldn't have to because we do have that dancer mentality. And if they come into the project without any dance experience, it's very hard to kind of get them on track, at least in a in a timely fashion. With
1: with yeah, the way we produce is.
2: And you're like, it's okay, not. You have the to norm. run. You have to run across the street. No, like literally run. Did I say run? Because I meant run. Now you're like.
0: <laughs> so. Well, we've now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, which is, "What is your favorite theater memory?"
2: One of my favorite. Memories of theater would be with my wife here. We have a show called Experience Anna. And as she said, it's a, uh, it's a walking experience. So the audience is on foot with us and we move from room to room in between scenes. And it's it's a lot for the audience to take in at first because they're kind of like, what is going on? What is this? And then the lights come up and they feel like they're kind of like in the middle of our party, which they are. And in our minds as actors or as characters, we they're kind of like guests at our party. So then they kind of very naturally like push themselves against the walls and they kind of just watch the story unfold. But my wife and I dance together and we do this really kind of sexy, bluesy, vintage 1940s kind of old fashioned romantic dance. And I twirl her out and I we just I roll her toward this couple who's just watching and I stare his wife right in the eyes and she stares the husband down and we just kind of give him this like this moment of of intimacy just with these this, these two audience members. And there's always like just like these little like snickers of like butterflies or like they kind of giggle toward each other. And like it just it ignites something inside me and just makes it so real. And so like, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere else in the world. And then to share that with my wife and then I just kind of roll her back in, and we just kind of just start waltzing back into our world. It's, it's very magical and it's really fun to have the audience involved in that so that's mine
1: we have these choice moments that we do i'd say in most of our shows there's always a a couple choice moments where we very intentionally choose to break the fourth wall with reason with you know with specificity and it's just so freaking powerful people i just they just they just lose themselves a little bit it's very cool
2: especially avid theater goers we're like Weren't supposed you to doing? do that you weren't supposed to do that you know we just have some rules that we break on purpose and I think it it jostles people just enough to be like huh that worked
1: I have one so actually second we have a, a experience on a one an experience on a two so in the second version which is not a walkthrough it's a you know more traditional seated show my sister is one of our actresses her and I have been performing together forever she's the reason I started dancing. So she's, so we have this couch placed and it's actually placed with the back of the couch to the audience. And it's it's facing a big projection screen. And so our, I I come on to the stage and I sit on the couch and I interact with a character on the projection screen who's actually a, a ghost. So I'm having this interaction with this character and then I lay down and take a nap. And a moment passes, no blackout, nothing. And then someone else who is me, we kind of play the, we get play like um, cool multiple personalities she sits up on the couch and she's in a different costume and the audience is like what the Cause, like you just didn't know she was there and it's such a cool transition and then for the rest of the scene I just lay there because no one can see me and it's just the weird sensation of being on stage and not being seen and so I can just lay there and like poke at my sister and say her lines on top of her just syncing them and try to you know, kind of try to make her mess up, but like, not really. Yeah. Like, don't really mess up. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just one of those sweet moments. It's a cool trick. And then I just, you know, there's something weird about being on stage and not being seen. It's a weird moment.
0: I love those. What fun memories. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you both for sharing those.
1: Thank you right. for Thank giving you. us opportunity to. Well, are there any
0: other projects or productions that either of you or your company have coming on the pipeline? We might be able to plug for you.
1: Always. Right now, we are still running our, our most recent production, which is called Silence in the Jungle. Um. So that's going on at the moment. Fabulous, fun show. I wrote that one in Costa Rica as well. It's my new favorite place to write. <laughs> but I wrote that one. I I was pregnant and was kind of like ah. How are we gonna run I Haunt You? Because we can't, if I'm pregnant, we can't do that. It doesn't make sense, the costumes won't work. And so we very quickly produced a new show to three accommodate months, my pregnancy. Three months, what?
2: how and long did it take you to
1: write? I wrote it in May, June. We got it on stage in July, August and we opened it in September of last year. And so I was quite pregnant then. I had a baby in November. So we ran the show in September, October, I had the baby then. So we're running that show for a few more weeks. We're going to do a really fun special night on that, which is called Silence in the Jungle with the lights on, which is where we are intentionally asking our actor to, or I'm sorry, asking our tech to skip all the blackouts. And we're going to do these sort of reveals, kind of like a magician revealing how the tricks work, because we do a lot of weird stuff in blackouts.
2: And fast, too. So we and probably have like, these weird, crazy looks on our face while we're doing it. So um, it'll be fun and hopefully Our guests
1: are typically fascinated by how quickly we did all in the dark. And so we're like, well, let's just leave the lights on and let them see it. So that'll be really fun. I'm always writing something new. So I'm working on a new script that probably won't be produced until 24. It's not a ghost story, which will be the first one in a little while. But it is the devil's story. So... (laughs) we're still in a world
2: moving on up yeah, moving on on on. Down,
1: it, you know what though i will say it's much more like um it's it's about this my character is miss m she's an eccentric burlesque director she's ridiculous and fabulous and she's sort of midlife crisis thing i guess you could say our art, art an artist's crisis because burlesque has to be about more than just tna right and so she's kind of going through this thing. And one day, an extra cast member just shows up in her ranks, if you will. And she goes, who the hell are you? And he says he's the devil. And all she says is, oh, great name. You'll go far with that, thinking he just has a great stage name. And it turns out he really is the devil. And so there's just a story where they kind of reveal some things about each other and should be really fun. So it should be more sexy and funny than spooky, I think. Mm. So there'll be a little shift for us. But that's coming. That's coming up.
0: That's fantastic. I'm excited for all of that. That's a lot of fun.
1: It is. I I wouldn't change it. (laughs) Well,
0: finally, if our listeners want more information about I Haunt You or about either of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so?
1: So the website always, you can find everything about our our shows, our dance lessons, where we are here in Eureka Springs, and that's melonlight.com. It's kind of like a play on limelight to be in the limelight. but We're in the melon light because we just make our own light, I guess. <laughs> it's melonlight.com. Of course, you can catch us on socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as either the Light Ballroom or on TikTok Melonite Productions.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I haunt you and Experience Anna have their own platforms on Instagram as well. Yeah. And Facebook.
0: Very cool. Well, Emily, Raymond, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and sharing this fantastic. Fantastic show! I really appreciate it, and this has just been so much fun. So, thank you so much.
1: Thank, thank you, you very much. We really appreciate it.
0: My guests today have been the creators Emily and Raymond Yulabari, who are with Melonite Production Company. They're presenting the new show "I Haunt You," which is playing September and October at the Melonlight Ballroom in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting melonlight.com. And this sounds just like so much fun. So much fun. You might even catch us here at Stage Whisper out there in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So, take your tickets now for I Haunt You playing September and October at the Melonlight Ballroom in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So, until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez, reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies. And keep talking about the theater
1: in a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town, lived in a foreign land.